Hey, what up, guys? It's me again. Welcome to the This Is My Moment podcast. I'm Patrick Mitchell. And, you know, here at This Is My Moment, we have fun all the time, laugh, love, and enjoying life here. Let's get it. And there ain't no stopping it. This is my moment. Uh, join the movement. We bringing people together, bringing positivity, making changes for the better. Today, I got a young man with me that I had to do some research on because I never, never got a chance to meet him until today. But what I found out, I loved, I loved it, I loved it. Introduce yourself, Mr. Tom. Thank you. Yeah, the, uh, my name's Tom Rose. Uh, I'm an old guy in northern Indiana <laughs> who, uh, at the loss of his wife, uh, I wrote a book and uh, it was just kind of like, okay, I'll do it. My friends want me to do it. So I did it. I thought, bring a couple hundred and you know, give them away and sell them and that'll be it. Well, kind of caught lightning in a bottle and mm. uh, people started calling me for interviews and speaking and that stuff. So all of a sudden I went from a retired advertising man to a speaker and author. So, and I've got to tell you something. Go I, listened to your, I got listened to yours. Now this is funny. Um, you're talking to this uh, old man in Indiana and you're a young dude there in Texas <laughs> and you got this rap opening to your, ah! okay. And I'm a jazz guy and I'm sitting here listening to jazz. I'm listening to all these, I'm Frank Sinatra and Dean ah. Martin and, you know, Benny Goodman and all these guys. And I'm looking at yours and my son's been trying to talk me into doing a podcast. So I'm thinking, wait a minute, what kind of an intro am I going to have? So I guess I got to have something jazz. So I was thinking maybe I'd steal from Sammy Davis Jr. and say, ah. I got to be me will be a title of my podcast. Okay. Yeah. Well, I okay. appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. I would take credit, man, but my manager, she does all that. She makes me look really good, man. Yes, so yeah. She makes it's, me look- it's a it's a good intro. I really liked it. Yeah. Thank you very much, Mr. Tom. Yeah. So we're gonna get into it, man. A great story. And I love starting a podcast with stories. Everybody knows that. I love it. Yeah. But I'm researching you, right? And I'm looking at all these things you got, and you touched on it in your opening that you created a a, a book once your wife passed called Balloon in a Bottle. Um, excuse me, balloon in a box, right? Coping with grief. Man, that's a heavy title. How did you how did you come up with that? What tell me about the book? Well, well, when something like this happens to you, you have this grief, uh, you start looking for things, you know, to help you. Yeah. And I started looking at everything I found was oh, kind of clinical. Was that yeah. a good word? You know, huh. it wasn't really you know, what, what I was looking for. And a, a friend of mine said, uh, well, I understand if you keep a journal with this, it might help you. So I did. And a few months later, after keeping the journal, he called me again. And he said, well, send me your journal. I said, well, he's a doctor. I said, well, doc, it's, it's just sentences, not even paragraphs, you know, whatever. He said, send it to me. I sent it to him. Long story short, he talked me into writing a book. Uh, he said, well, you can do a book because you did cookbooks. And I tried to explain cookbooks are a lot easier than, than this kind of a book. Right. So when I started, I, uh, I I got the thesaurus out and I started writing and yeah. typing in the computer. And then I got the thesaurus and tried to come up with a big word to replace the word I had there. And that didn't work. So I threw that page away and start again. Yeah. I finally decided, like you, just be me. Just type my words. Yes. Type my, what the words I use. Do it the way I talk to my friends and family. Yeah. So that's what I did. And I explained I didn't pay attention in English class. So uh, <laughs> there's no big words in there. 
Right. I was raised in a, I went to a parochial school. Yeah. So the biggest word in the book is Catholic, which I learned to spell over eight years of parochial school. I did learn how to spell that word. So that my book is pretty simple and, and it, it's just my story. Uh, but what you said about grief being a heavy word, that was the first thing. That's the first thing in my book. Grief is such a heavy word. I look for another word, and there really isn't one. Yeah. But if you go to the Bible, there are five kinds of love the Bible lists. Right. And one of them is pragma. Okay. And pragma is a continuing love, a oh. love that just continues to go. Yeah. And so I think that's what grief is, because without love, there's no grief. Mm. You don't grieve for somebody you didn't love. Mm. Uh, so that was kind of the basis where I started with my book and everything just went on from there. So I, I, I can honestly tell you, Patrick, I think my wife died in August of 2019. Yeah. I can honestly tell you today, I probably love her more than I did then. Man. And are you married? 23 years. Okay. Then you'll understand, but you'll understand this. You love your wife and that love keeps growing. But sometimes your love is interfered with. I mean, you leave the cap up, the toothpaste, leave your jockey shorts laying on the floor in the bedroom, and she doesn't love you anymore, and you don't love her for yelling at you, okay? Yeah, right. <laughs> so, 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 but once, once Joyce was gone, those things didn't interfere anymore, so my love just kept growing. So, you know, that, that you know, I guess that's... Uh, Somebody called me and said, you know, uh, uh, that she did a love story. And I didn't realize that my book on grief was a love story. But after I read it, I thought, well, it is. It was, it's my story, my wife and I. 58 years, uh, when you spend some 58 years with somebody, that's your whole life. That's all your memories, all your things. So. Yeah, it is. What's funny, man, is that you just said it. Like when me and my wife have been married more than my life. I'm 45 years old. We've been married okay, 23 right. years. So every memory that I have, if she's not in it, I'm asking her where she's at. Like, That's where, right. were you at? where were you at when, <laughs> when you did this? Right? And you realize, you know what? Like, you did have a little bit of time by yourself, right? Yeah. And you know but what? <laughs> I tell you what, it gets worse after 58 years. It's even more difficult to remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that's amazing! I tell you what, man, fifty-eight years by no stretch of imagination is a great run. So, yes, congratulations for that, man! Congratulations for for being able to 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 give us your love story. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, and you know this: uh, women cannot do a sentence or talk to you without leaving a command at the end. Like you get home and she say, she says, "Hi, honey, how was work today?" Oh, by the way, will you take the garbage out? That is. Well, the, la the last thing my wife told me, the holding hands, she's in hospice. Uh, yeah. The time is coming. Right. And she says to me, squeeze my hand. She says, I love you. I'll see you in church. She could have just stopped with, I love you, Patrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah she could have. <laughs> she but said, what? I gave me something I had to do. So, yeah, I, you know, I make sure you. That, that's part of the love story. So. Yes. I love it. I love it, man. And, and I know. I know that you love talking about it, man, because you are smiling and, and yeah. that's, well, man, that's, but that's, it's, it's, it, I learned, I finally learned that I had to move on. Yeah. And I think the things that scares you was when, when I thought about moving on, where he says, you got to move on, you got to, you got to do this, you got to do that. Right. I'm thinking, I don't, I mean, I want to, I didn't want to lose her. Yeah. When I finally learned that I could move on and take her with me, take okay. all those memories with me, then yeah. I was able to do it. So, yeah, here I am today. You know, uh, 
I'm, I'm a happy guy. Uh, I'm enjoying my life. And so, but, but, and she's right with me. She's right here. I think. So, you know what, man, that's a great segue into my next question, man. Way to be. Yeah. And I know 58 years, Miss Joyce made you happy right now, man. The memory that makes you smile, the one that keeps you positive, man. What's, what's your memory? What's, what keeps you smiling about this situation? What's your smile? Man, there, there's a there, there's a whole bunch of them. Yeah, uh, uh, but they're they're little things that come back. I I, I pointed out in my book, uh, the holidays we all spend together, my family, you know, and, and right. I just have a son and a daughter-in-law, and a okay. granddaughter. Right, right. And when my we all and my parents were around then, we always just spent all the holidays together. They were always at our house because we had the bigger house, the more space to do it. Right. So after my wife died in August of nineteen come that thanksgiving mm-hmm. the kids say to me dad you just do the turkey we'll bring everything else yeah so now uh well i'm sure i'll even show you see i'm right. i'm in my kitchen i okay. got my little glass of wine i got the turkey okay <laughs> and i'm stuffing the bird yeah and i get ready and i tie the legs and i do the string and i need a finger to hold that oh. knot yeah and it was the same every year yeah. I would do that, and I would say, Joyce, and she would laugh, and she'd say, who helped you tie your Boy Scout knots? And then we'd both laugh about it. And one year, I said, I think it was a cute little blonde, and my wife wasn't a cute little blonde. She was a brunette. Yeah. I, got a, I got a dish rag the side of the head. So <laughs> those are the kind of things that, that, that come back to you, you know, yeah. uh, when you're going through something like this. Yeah. And our first date, and I won't tell you about our first date because – You'll have to read it in the book. It's a long okay. story, but okay. after you read that, you'll say, "How do those people <laughs> ever get together?" So, yeah, yeah. But you know, those kind of memories, of little things like that, that come back and surprise you. You know, I was just fine. Well, I start, I did. I started crying and I started laughing. And yeah. if you'd have come in my house, you'd have hauled me off to the funny farm. You said this guy finally went over the edge. You know, <laughs> but uh, you know. Yeah, that's that's probably you know memories like that, and I've got a hundred of them. If you want to yeah. spend about four or five hours, we can go through yeah, all yeah. of them. But yeah, I love it, man. I love it. I always, I tell people, you know what? Like for me, the memory that I have is not a big memory for me and my wife. It's our first date, and and we I always in, ask that question. Yeah, and we're in Japan, right? And yeah. at this time, I was in a, I was an Air Force I was an Air Force member for twenty years. And at this time, right, I was getting ready to get out because I wasn't sure I wanted to stay in. And I met my wife. I had 30 bucks on a date, <laughs> right? This is 1990, about 99. Yeah, and I got okay. 30 bucks, Mr. Tom. And I'm taking her out, right? And we're sitting there and looking through the menu, right? <laughs> Everything on the menu, Mr. Tom, is five and 10 bucks, except <laughs> one thing. The very last page, they had a plate. For $22. And we're sitting there, right? And I'm like, oh, first date, she's going to not pick the most expensive thing, right? <laughs> so we're flipping through this book. And she orders, um, I like the shrimp plate. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, crap. I'm done. <laughs> so long story short, end of the date, I leave the date with 33 cent left. <laughs> Great that- story. <laughs> Great story. Yeah, Man, yeah. I tell you so. <laughs> uh, when, when 
I'm one of grief comedians. When we get a new person, that's always the first thing I ask because they yeah. usually won't want to talk. And if you ask somebody about their first date or their wedding, yeah. they always have a funny story with it, and that'll yeah. loosen them up. So that's your story. Yeah, I'd like to put that in my book. I wish you'd. Have, I wish I had known you. Then that would have been a good one. Man, that's a. It's a great. Let me ask you this though: When you started writing a balloon in a box, okay, coping with grief. What was one of the biggest misconceptions that you had when you wrote the book? You know, I mean, it's heavy. There's no question. And it's a lot of good times that come in, a lot of a, a lot of hard times. What was the biggest misconception you had writing the book, Mr. Tom? I, I think it's a misconception. It's a misuse mm. of uh, you tell people tell like people would tell me I understand. Yeah, I want to say. You do not understand. Yeah. You do not understand. I'm sorry. Unless you've been there, you don't understand. Now, before my wife passed away, mm-hmm. I thought I understood what grief was. Yeah. But until that, and until I got to writing the book, quite honestly, I, I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Until I started letting my feelings come out and, and you know, uh, that's when I finally understood what grief was. So my mis. I guess the biggest misconception was I really didn't understand what grief was. I, under, I understood too that it, it was going to go away. Yeah. It's not going to go away. Yeah. Never is it going to go away. Yeah. It's going to change. Right. I'm going to grow. Right. I think things are going to happen, but it's never going away. It's kind of like a, 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 you get hit on the head and, and you have to have stitches and you have a scar. Yeah. But, you know, I still have the scar and the scars will be there with me. Yeah. 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 So I guess that's the big biggest thing. Oh, but the other thing was is how tough it is to write a book. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, right. they, oh, this is, you know, wait a minute, yeah. you know, God, you know, and then I'd read it. I'd I'd sit here at night and I'd type and and I'd get up the next morning and read it. And I thought, who said that? Who typed that after I went to bed? You know, I didn't. I don't remember that. So that's the kind of it. But it, so, sooner or later it started to flow. Once I decided to just open up and just yeah. like I was talking, like I'm talking to you. That's the yeah. way I wrote the book. That's it. How long did it take you? How long did it take you to write the book? Uh, six, eight months. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, I had a good outline from the, from the, uh, uh, the, 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 uh, uh, count that what I was doing, uh, with all my notes and everything, I had a place to start. So I could look at those and kind of put a little outline together and say, what, one of the big things is, is that, uh, what happens is, you, I gave up on God. Yeah. And when she passed away, I was, I didn't, oh, anger. Oh, you go through all these things. I went through the anger. I got up one morning and I was so mad. I yelled at God and I yelled at her. Yeah. And I went out and kicked the chair. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. that night then I'm going, I'm going, I yelled at Joyce and I yelled at God. So I had to apologize to both of them. But you know what? My leg hurt for about a week where I kicked the chair. So yeah, right. Yeah, I right. think she got back at me right there. So, yeah, uh, those kind of things just all ball up in you, and you got to get them out, yeah. and you got to let it, you know. And the, and the book helped me do that. And yeah. then the balloon, the balloon in a box is how you control that grief. So once you learn how to control that balloon in that box, you you <laughs> learn to control your grief. You don't get rid of the grief. Yeah. Somebody asked, somebody said when I said something about the balloon in the box, they said, "Well, just let that balloon go." I said, yeah. "No, no, no, no. That balloon's got all my memories in it." 
Yeah. I don't want that balloon to go, but I got to learn to hang on to that balloon because what happens is it touches one side of the box and, and a memory comes back or something. What yeah. you don't want it to happen is you don't want that balloon to hit the corner where it hits three, four sides at the time and you yeah. get all these things all at once. It's hard to handle. So. Wow. So. I like that. You don't want to let the balloon go. You want no, the no. balloon. No, no. Oh. I got it tied to my oh. finger here. It's never going. I, <laughs> I like it's it. Going. It's going. Cool. All my memories are right above us here right now. So that's amazing, man. Yeah. And, and once you feel that, once I got that way, and then then I had confidence to move forward and do things. Yeah. Yeah. Man. But for about about two months, I was a mess. Yeah, I believe it. I believe it. No question. Let me ask you this: When you were a mess, right? When you were down on yourself, and you was you was losing yeah. your faith, and you was getting upset. What was your happy place like? What brought you back to? I'm not going to say your senses, but because you understood where you were at, you understood the yelling part and you understood the anger. What brought you back to your happy place, the place where you realized, you know what, I'm wrong for this and I'm not going to diminish what she meant to me by being angry. What was your happy place, Mr. Tom? Well, you know, I read someplace and I put it in my book mm -hmm. that they say the person grieving needs to find the words. Yeah needs to say the words yeah, and needs to know those words are heard. Mm. Once I got that and I started, you know, coming up with the words and saying the words and my right. friends heard the words and my family heard the words, then I was in a happy place yeah. because then I could tell my stories. I could talk about Joyce and my stories. I could talk about those memories and laugh and cry a little bit. They're crying sometimes is part of laughter. You know, awesome. you're, you're so happy, you know, it all comes. So I think that's probably how I got to that happy place was I, I created that atmosphere where I, now I was able to say the words. I mean, think of the words, say the words, and, and they were, the words were heard. I love it. I love it. I, my grandfather passed away in 2002, and we used to have these conversations, right? We'd sit there. In the, in the living room, and he used to have the old uh, the old uh, window fan, right? You put the yeah. window oh, sure. air conditioner, oh, sure. and and he would he would never have it on. He would always have the the fan on top, so I can remember sitting there with him, right, and and, and the fan going, and the air conditioning unit not going, and we're sweating. Yeah. He's telling me these things right about just life, and just laughing with me and giving me all of his experiences, man. And that's what I'm getting right now, Mister Tom. So thank you for sharing, man. Like you. Or making me smile, and I've never met you, man, and I am loving it. Yo, you're my new buddy. You're my Texas buddy. <laughs> okay. I appreciate it. Let me ask you this. So I know inside of your book you got a lot of quotes, and you went to the Bible right. a couple of times for sure. Right. Your favorite quote. What's your go-to quote? Well, I got a couple, and I, I laid the book. I, I laid the book here so that I could do give me both them of them. Right. Give them to do them. Do them right. Uh. Uh. <laughs> Quote by uh, Helen Keller. Okay. She said, death is more than passing from one room to another, but there is a different one thing for me. Remember, in the new room, I'll be able to see. That's a little heavy, right? Oh, man. I love that one. And oh. then I always liked that. There was a Chinese proverb that said, you cannot prevent the birds of sorrow from flying over your head. Okay. But you can prevent them from building a nest in your air. And they'd have a problem with you and I, but we uh, understand. I get where you're going with it. <laughs> That's 
the, the other the other quote that, that yeah. affected me was uh, Bishop Sheen said this. He said, "Sometimes God has to break a heart to get into it." Mm. And that's what he did with me. Broke my heart. We got into it. I'm a much better person today right? than I was five years ago, four years ago. I wasn't a bad person, but I'm much better today because I've learned. I've learned from her, her strength that that I've taken with me and things over the last four years that all of of a sudden I went, oh, man, I missed that. I should I should add that before. Yeah, yeah. Goodness gracious, Mr. Tom, you own it, man. I, <laughs> man, <laughs> I don't want to sound speechless, but I can't because I got to keep going. But <laughs> I, I, man, those are heavy quotes, man, and and, and very, but they're, but, but, very but, they're, but they're uplifting. I mean, Ellen Keller said she's going to go there and she's going to be so much better than she is now. Man, and that's man, that's it. That is it. Mr. Tom, you got me in my feelings, man. Like I'm, I'm in my feelings, and I don't want to be that way for this next part. But oh, I know that's right. <laughs> Pass it off, okay? Yeah, yeah. We go, we go. Go, let's go. Hike, let's go next. <laughs> next play. So, this is what we're gonna do next at the end of the show. And, okay. and I know you researched me because you told me. Okay. Yeah. We do um, word association. Okay. Say one word, give you two options, or excuse me, I'm going to give you two options. You have to choose. Don't bail yourself out. You have to pick. Okay. I'm going to give you a phrase and tell me the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. I got it. All right, let's go. So I know you like cooking, and I know in 1978, you received a wok for Christmas. Yeah. And you started cooking with this wok, and you were... Put into a situation where you had to teach a class. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> you did your research. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, All yeah. right. So here's the thing. You have to cook one meal with that wok to save the day. What meal are you going to cook, Mr. Tom? To save the day or the date? The day. To save <laughs> okay. the day. Everything depends on this one meal Mr. Tom is going to cook. What meal are you going to give us, Mr. Tom? Pork fried rice. I do love that. With oh. lots of vegetables in it. Okay, okay. Okay. So that wasn't even a hard one for you. No, it wasn't. <laughs> in fact, I did that two nights ago just for me. So got some <laughs> in the refrigerator I may have later now that I said that. <laughs> okay, that was too easy for you. Here we go. <laughs> so if I'm not mistaken, your first book was China, uh, Cooking Together Chinese Style. Correct. The second book. Cooking Together, uh, excuse me, Cooking Together Quick and Easy. Is that the second book? Correct. You have to pick which one you like the best. Which one you like? Uh, the first one. You like the first one? The first one, just because it was a new thing to do and it was exciting to cook that way. And that's what got us on TV. And I did that with my friend and that's how we got started. So yeah, the first one. Yeah. So before I ask you this last one, I, I had to throw this in there. So I'm looking you up, and it says that you did 13 years on a cooking show. Correct. And you never missed an appearance. Correct. Is that true? That's true. How? <laughs> well, we did 15 minutes every Wednesday morning on the local Fox affiliates morning show. Yeah. And, and, and if we went on vacation... We filmed something before we left. Yeah. Uh, we actually filmed some stuff from our house a few yeah. times. 
uh, if we went on vacation someplace, then we could arrange it. We, uh, I had a friend that used, was with us, and he had a video camera, and we'd video say, take wherever we were in yeah. the Canary Islands, went in the restaurant and talked to the chef and said, would you mind doing a show for us? And, wow. with us? and we went back and filmed him, and he did his recipe. And So, yeah, we always did. We always had something. You know, that's almost like 13 years without missing a day at work. You got it. <laughs> Think about watches for that, for that kind of stuff, Mister Tom. <laughs> well, I have a silver tray in the other room from the from the from the when we finally said we're, we're giving it up. Uh, oh, they gave us a silver tray. Man. So that's that's amazing. So here's the last question. Okay. I give you the phrase. This is my moment. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? This is my moment. My speaking engagements. This is my moment. This is my moment to heal. This is my moment to share. This is my moment to be, I guess, who I should have been all these years. When I, when I was in college, I was in speech and drama and all that stuff. Yeah. I didn't follow through on that. I chose other careers afterwards. But now at 81, maybe, I, maybe I'm seeing that's what I should have been doing all along. I should have been sharing with people and helping people and, and growing myself that way. So, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes a ton of sense. I'm gonna tell you what. When I started, when I was in the military, I didn't have this is my moment. You know, I, I, yeah. I did, but I didn't. I didn't have it. I didn't own it yet. But when I started it, right, like it makes me feel so much better as a person when I'm giving back and I'm and I'm being someone that they can listen to and they can grow with and they can laugh with and smile with and just just put back positive energy into the atmosphere, man. And it, it, it makes every single day so much better for me. So yeah. every day that I'm able to wake up, I, I, I make sure that that's my moment, right? And and I think from listening to you, that's what you're doing too, Mr. You Tom. got it. Every single day is your moment. Yeah. So I say that I say that every morning. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. It's going to be a good day. Gonna be. Some of them are and some of them aren't, but I keep saying it's going to be a good one. Yeah. Mr. Tom, thank you. Thank you for it. For being on the show, man, it was a it was a pleasure getting to know you. It was a pleasure seeing you smile, man. I love sharing the stories. I love laughing, and I'm gonna have my manager Ashley. She's gonna reach out to you when I read the book, and I'm gonna tell you my favorite part. Okay, but, <laughs> I can't wait to I can't wait to hear the wedding story or the first yeah. date story. The first date I, story. I, I that'll, be hear. that'll be it. That'll be it. I want to read, but yes, sir, Mr. Tom, we're done. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. When I get a podcast, you'll be a guest, right? Uh, Too easy. I'm there. No question. Hey, guys. If you don't have someone that makes you smile in your life, like Miss Joyce May and Mr. Tom, you got to find somebody that's important. Find somebody in your life that you can give everything that you got to. Help yourself be better by letting somebody help you be better. Go get it. There ain't no stopping it, this is my moment uh, Join the movement, we bringing people together Bringing positivity, making changes for the better